Hello, this is Greater Gospel Temple, the Church of Praise and Worship. It's a wonderful, wonderful day. This is Thursday. It is the 19th of November in this year 2020. And in spite of everything, our God is yet supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. You might hear the wind. You might hear the traffic. I am sitting outside, and I want to do this lesson outside today. It is so nice. And on this November day, it got up to 77 degrees here in Dallas, Texas. God is so good. And I want to take in the beauty, the feel, and the whole works. I am so thankful. It's Sunday school time. It is Sunday school time. And I am so thankful to God. And our Sunday school lesson today is the same title that we had last week, Know the Son to Know the Father. And we're in St. John, the 13th chapter. We're beginning in the 13th chapter now. Uh, the first through the 11th verses, Know the Son to Know the Father. And we will get to that scripture Know the Son to know the Father. Know the Son to know the Father. We're moving right along in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just want to make sure that everything is working like it should. Greater Gospel Temple. Uh, the email address is ggtchurch66 at yahoo.com. The telephone number is 469-629-9543. 469-629-9543. I'm going into the scripture. John the 13th chapter, the first through the 11th verses, the King James Version. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God, and went to God, he riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. After he poureth water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded, he was girded. Let me finish that sentence. You know I have to go back, don't you? After he poureth water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded, then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, 
He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. And he knew who should betray him, therefore said he, You are, excuse me, ye are not clean. For he knew who should betray him, therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. And we will get to our commentary here. Ye are not all clean. He knew the betrayer. God knows everything. Everything. So none there's no need to try to fool him. We just have to be who we are and live according to his will if we want to make it into the kingdom of God. And this is for November the 22nd, 2020, this lesson is. Know the Son to know the Father. Know the Son to know the Father. Now John did not repeat what the other gospel writers wrote about baptism, the baptism of Jesus, and the Last Supper of Jesus. John revealed a deeper spiritual meaning of baptism and the Last Supper in John chapter 13 and elsewhere. To learn about Jesus' baptism by John the Baptist, see Matthew the third chapter, the 13th through 17th verses, Mark the first chapter, the 9th to the 15th verses, and Luke the third chapter, the 21st through the 22nd verses. To learn more about Jesus' Last Supper, See Matthew the 26th chapter, the 17th through 30th verses, and Mark the 14th, the 22nd through the 26th verses, and Luke the 22nd chapter, the 14th through the 34th verses. Now in John 12, verse 27, Jesus spoke about the fact that his hour had come. So John reminded his readers that before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the end of the public ministry to crowds and his private ministry to his disciples was at hand. Jesus was not caught by surprise at what lay ahead for him. Jesus knew that when he died on the cross, that was not the end of him. Rather, he knew he would suffer and die, knew he would rise again, and knew he would ascend into heaven and return to be with his father. Jesus knew he would depart this world where he had been treated so cruelly and where his followers would also be treated cruelly by those who chose the path of darkness. He also knew that he had loved and would continue to love completely throughout eternity. His own the children of light who remained in the world but were not a part of this world. Their assurance of Jesus' continuous love and their experience of Jesus' never-ending love enabled Jesus' first disciples and all who had followed Jesus since then to suffer cruelty in Jesus' name from those of this world. The assurance of Jesus' continued presence with them through the Holy Spirit, the advocate that Jesus will teach about in John chapter 14, enables believers in Jesus to witness for him and with courage and faith as he leads. 
and I know you hear the traffic and I already told you I'm sitting outside which I'm enjoying this and I hope it's not annoying you but this is an atmosphere that I want to be in to see the nature and see the natural things taking place and hear them and oh it's just life 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 and I'm enjoying it okay now in John the 12th chapter in the 6th verse we learned that Judas was a thief who stole from the common purse because Judas did not repent and ask Jesus to change his way of life and help him leave the path of darkness and come into the light Judas went from bad to worse remember the man Jesus healed who had been ill for 38 years remember him okay now in John the fifth chapter in the 14th verse when Jesus saw him later in the temple he warned him do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you Judas knew Jesus's words and saw his works so Judas knew about the possibility of going from bad to worse if he continued to disobey God from continuing to sin Judas opened his heart to the work and temptations of the devil and the devil put the betrayal of Jesus for money into Judas's heart now here's a notice here Judas was present during the Last Supper and Jesus also washed Judas's feet as an act of the deepest humility and loving obedience to his father and love for his disciples but Jesus washing Judas's feet had no spiritual effect on the one committed to betraying Jesus and I think sometimes I, I think about this could Judas have repented could he have changed his course because he was set to betray Jesus and I just wonder about this was there any way that he could have changed or was it his destiny as it happened for him to betray Jesus and not ever be able to change the course and repent I wonder about that I wonder about that I wonder about that and so you, you know when people uh, have habits we have habits and there are things that we just feel like we need to do or should do and sometimes we say well, I'm not going to do that anymore I'm not going to do that anymore and then something's just pushing us toward it and pushing us toward it and then we do it again and so you know I'm looking at this and I'm wondering did Judas even have a chance I wonder about that okay uh, could he have helped himself I don't know but that's something to think about so Jesus did not engage in this remarkable act of love grace and humility to earn acceptance from his father or to gain privileges and powers that he did not already possess Jesus knew all things indeed all creation and all that existed had been given to him before he washed his disciples feet or died on the cross now in Matthew the 28th chapter and the 18th verse prior to his ascension into heaven we read and Jesus came and said to them all authority in heaven and on earth has been given 
to me. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority belonged to Jesus and was given to him by the Father from the beginning as the word from eternity past. For we read in John the first chapter, the third and the fourth verses, all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. So having come from God, Jesus did not minister as he did to earn the right to go to God. Everything Jesus did, he did as an act of pure, unselfish, self-giving love for his own, for his children of light. Now Jesus' acts of redeeming love show that he will do for all who will believe in him as recorded in the Bible. Jesus' suffering and death reveal the most remarkable acts of grace, humility, and love that the Son of God, the Lord and Savior of the world, could perform. Jesus suffered and died for sinners and rebels who by grace through faith in him will receive eternal life from him and enter the kingdom of God because of his sacrificial death and resurrection. That's us. That is us. Rebels. Rebels. Oh my goodness. But now we're saved by grace. Oh my Lord. Now before a supper or an important feast, those attending would usually bathe. Since Jews walked in sandals or on bare feet, their feet would naturally get dirty. At the table where they ate, they would recline near enough to others so they could easily pass food to one another. For example, Jesus passed food to Judas. So they washed their feet at the door or the host provided a slave to wash the feet of their guests, or he washed their feet himself. So remember John, the 12th chapter, the first through the eighth verses, out of love for Jesus and with the deepest humility, Mary anointed Jesus' feet with a perfumed ointment and dried them with her hair. Now, out of love and with the deepest humility, Jesus took off his outer garment and took the place of the lowest slave to wash his disciples' feet. That's God. He washed the disciples' feet. So it seems that before supper, none of his disciples had washed their own feet or the feet of the others, so they were eating with unclean feet during supper, something Jesus noticed. In Luke, the 22nd chapter, the 24th through 28th verses, we learn why they may have been eating with unclean feet. So during supper, they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest, and in that context, none of them would wash the feet of anyone else. So each one thought he was better than the others. So Jesus told them, I am among you as one who serves. So here's another another notice here. Jesus got up from the table and interrupted his eating and teaching to demonstrate some lessons his disciples needed. 
He prepared himself to wash their feet, something none of them were prepared to do, offered to do, or wanted to do. So thinking themselves important as Jesus' disciples, they never thought of doing such a menial and degrading task. So Jesus got up and prepared himself to serve them as the lowest slave in a household. That's God. That's our God. That's our God. My goodness, and how dare people try to be so pompous and so, what is it, pious and so uh, superior, superior to other people. How dare you? So beyond the actual physical description and description and washing of his disciples' feet, Jesus intended to make a spiritual application and teach by example, as we have seen him do previously in the Gospel of John and the other Gospels. So we do not know if Simon Peter was the first disciples was the first other disciples to have his feet washed by Jesus, but when Jesus came to Peter, Peter spoke with astonishment and expressed his intention that Jesus would not wash his feet because Peter honored Jesus as the Lord and Master. He did not want Jesus to humble himself and wash his feet, the feet of a sinner. My, my, my. My, my, my. So in answer to Peter, Jesus made a universal statement that would apply to everything he had said and done in the past and would do in the future. This truth also applies to those who read and study the Bible. Many times, students of the Bible have not been able to understand what they have read until later. We will not understand some truths in the Bible until we learn other or additional truths. Jesus' disciples would not understand some of what Jesus did and taught until after he died, rose from the dead, and gave them the Holy Spirit to help them. Today, believers in Jesus Christ will not understand some truths in the Bible until the Holy Spirit, who indwells them, gives them the light of understanding. We will not understand some truths completely until we choose to believe them without needing to be given a full measure of understanding. We must wait for further understanding as we trust that God will teach us what we need to know when the time is right. Other truths will not be understood until believers obey or practice the truths they already know from their study in the Bible or of the Bible. So believing the Bible is true and obeying Jesus according to the truths we already know are essential to learning and understanding more truths. So knowing Jesus was too good to wash his feet because he was a sinner, Peter objected and told Jesus that he would never let him wash his feet. Jesus replied that if he did not wash Peter, if Peter would not obey him and let him wash his feet, then Peter could not have any relationship with him. 
Peter's refusal to obey Jesus would have meant the end of his discipleship and friendship with Jesus and the other disciples. So we can begin to understand Jesus' teaching about baptism in the Gospel of John with Jesus' words, unless I wash you. Now believers in Jesus choose to obey Jesus' command and receive baptism. When being baptized, they show they have totally committed themselves to obeying Jesus in all things and and they have set themselves apart. That's A-P-A-R-T, not A space P-A-R-T, apart, okay, from this world to follow Jesus. By grace through faith in Jesus Christ, baptism serves as a sign or symbol that Jesus has cleansed those who believe in him from all unrighteousness and he has sent or set them apart as one of his own as children of light. Baptism does not cleanse believers. Baptism shows that believers in Jesus have accepted what Jesus has done for them. I repeat, baptism does not cleanse believers. Baptism shows that believers in Jesus have accepted what Jesus has done for them. John talked more about how the believer is cleansed from sin in 1 John, the first chapter, the 5th through the 10th verses. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My, that's heavy, isn't it? Not yet fully understanding, Peter understood in spirit what Jesus meant. So Peter declared that he wanted to share everything with Jesus. He wanted to remain a disciple of Jesus, a servant of Jesus, and a friend of Jesus. He wanted Jesus to clean his feet so he could follow Jesus whenever and wherever Jesus led. He wanted Jesus to clean his hands so he could do whatever Jesus wanted. He wanted Jesus to clean his head so all his thoughts would be pure and all his choices would be according to the will of Jesus. Jesus replied that Peter had bathed, bathed, or had been baptized, okay? Jesus replied that Peter had bathed, I mean took a bath, or had been baptized. Peter had submitted to baptism, even as all of John's and Jesus' followers had repented of their sins and had submitted to baptism. Peter understood Jesus, 
for later on, on the day of Pentecost, as recorded in Acts, the second chapter, the 38th through 39th verses, Peter told those who believed the good news about Jesus Christ, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, okay? For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. Peter did not need to be baptized and washed again. Having been baptized, Peter would soon be cleansed of all sin as Jesus intended after Jesus shed his blood and died on the cross. Looking forward to his death on the cross and its significance for all his true followers, Jesus cleansed Peter and told Peter he was clean. Peter only needed his feet washed for the shed blood of Jesus cleansed him completely and would also keep his feet clean. As believers in Jesus walk in this world, their feet get dirty, that is, they still commit sins from day to day. Believers in Jesus are not yet perfect in thought, word, and deed. So when believers sin, they need to go to Jesus, repent of their sins, ask Jesus to cleanse them from their sins, and accept Jesus' total cleansing of their sins because he shed his blood and died and rose again for them. Each day, believers need to accept Jesus' offer to cleanse them from their sins of that day and humbly ask Jesus to help them keep clean. Each time we sin, Jesus humbles himself again and again when he cleanses us from all sin, for Jesus loves us, his own, and Jesus will love us completely and throughout eternity. Receiving baptism is a public sign of true faith in Jesus. It is not a once and for all cleansing from sin. Okay, let's go back over that again. Receiving baptism is a public sign of true faith in Jesus. It is not a once and for all cleansing of sin or from sin. Only the shed blood and sacrificial death of Jesus, not baptismal water, can cleanse anyone from all sin. Judas had been baptized, but he was not cleansed from sin. Judas never believed in Jesus as his Lord and Savior, and Judas never turned from practicing sin. And I don't know whether I would go that far. He followed him. But because uh, he's calling the son of perdition and he was destined to betray Jesus and I'm not giving him any excuses. I'm not taking up for him. I'm not justifying his acts. But I believe that he believed in Jesus. I really do. I really do. So this is commentary, but I reserve the right to put my point of view in here as what as to what I believe, okay? So, after three years of ministry with Jesus, and despite all his advantages from being with Jesus personally, 
Judas continued walking in darkness as he accompanied the light of the world. Jesus knew Judas as he knew what was in everyone. Jesus never deceived Judas never deceived Jesus as to the type of person he was and that he would eventually betray Jesus. For these reasons, Jesus knew and could tell his disciples as they ate together that not all of them were clean. We only understand these things because we know the rest of the story about Jesus and prayerfully look forward to understanding more. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. Know the Son to know the Father. My goodness. Let's go to the questions here. Four thought, just for you, to, uh, an exercise for you, okay? Number one, what two things did Jesus look forward to in the hour that he, that had come? What two things did Jesus look forward to in the hour that had come? Number two, how much does Jesus love his own? The next one, what does that mean to you? Number three, what did Jesus know about the Father? Number four, what can we learn about understanding the truths of God? Number five, what did Peter want? What did Jesus say, Peter? And everyone needs. All right. Now we're going to do the conclusion. We're going to wrap it up with the summary here. Hey, thank you, God. Oh, my goodness. Now down here... The subject is assurances for all who are his own. Assurances for all who are his own. So that is the top, the subject down here on the summary. And up here at the beginning, it said, know the son to know the father. That's what it said. Okay, so now we're coming on down to the summary. There goes some children, I think, going down the street. Yep. Riding a little car. <laughs> Riding one of those little electric cars. And I think they're walking the dog also. There goes another little car. <laughs> and there goes a bicycle. Alright. So, now we will do the conclusion. Assurances for all who are his own. And here's uh, a focal scripture. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. That's John the 13th chapter and the first verse. Jesus knew when the time had come for him to die and go back to his Father who had sent him into the world. And he also knew how he would die. But rather than think about himself, Jesus loved and primarily thought about the disciples he would leave behind in the world. He would love them to end so he did not waste a moment when he could be teaching them more about himself and the future he planned for them and for all who would follow him because of their preaching and teaching. Even as Jesus hanged, dying on the cross, he loved people so much that he kept teaching with every word he spoke. 
Jesus' truthful teaching gave him followers, or gave his followers, Jesus' truthful teaching gave his followers a foundation upon which to live until they too departed to go to the Father. But notice how Jesus thinks of those who follow him and be encouraged. Jesus calls his own those who believe in him as Lord and Savior. Think of all it means to be his own. O-W-N, okay? Think about Jesus loving you every moment of the day until the end. And then he keeps on loving you to the end of eternity, which can never end. But there is more. In John the 13th chapter, the third verse, we learn the Father gave all things to Jesus. Therefore, believers know Jesus has all things available to meet their every need forever. And because Jesus loves us, he will always use all things wisely to do what is best for us. And it's signed L.G. Parkhurst Jr. God is so good, isn't he? And we will do the prayer and just in case you have not repented and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, just in case you have not, or if you have repented and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you might be in a backslidden state, that means that you have turned around and started sinning again, this is for you too. And I invite you to repeat this prayer after me and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. This is a good life. It's a good life. You can live a good life. You can enjoy this life, the natural part of life. And you can still be saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you will follow the leading of the Lord and get to that church if you're not already in a church that has a sanctified leader that you will obey God the voice of God whether he sends someone to you or sends you to that place okay so this is what you say dear God I repent of my sins I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins and I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Amen. It's a done deal. You are saved now. You are saved now. If you repeated that prayer and you are sincere, you are saved. If you might not have been sincere then, let's do it again, okay? If you just missed it, somebody. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, I repent of my sins and I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins and I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Amen. It's a done deal. I love you. You can reach me at 469-629-9543 or ggtchurch66 at yahoo.com. Either or. You can reach me on Facebook. You can reach me on Twitter. You can reach me on Instagram. You can reach me on YouTube. And you can reach me right here, right here through this podcast through this podcast you can reach me i love you enjoy your day 
evening, morning, afternoon, night, whichever it might be, just know that I love you. I love you with the love of God.